V-I-V-I-V-I-P, Stepmoms, that's you and me. Welcome back to another VI pod. Okay, so this month we're going to take it in a different direction. You know, this is a private membership community for women that are in relationships with fellas, with children. Um, But, you know, ladies, sometimes it doesn't work. You know, the divorce rate of second marriages, blended families is about 70%. Now, we know that first marriages have a 50% success rate, but when it all boils down to it, it's hard. It is freaking hard blending a family. In fact, most don't make it. So on today's episode, we're going to address when it's time for you to walk away. Now, if you all listen to my very popular, my public podcast, I Know I'm Crazy with Naja Hall, you recall a guest named April. We had April on the show a while back. And as a matter of fact, I will share the link um, down below in the description so that you can go and re- reference that because April has literally been a fan favorite, a crowd favorite. Everybody loved her. Now, April was in a difficult situation with the person that she was seeing, with the father that she was seeing. And ultimately, I'm so sorry to say that the relationship, it just could not withstand the issues that he was associated with. And so I have April here today to um, kind of give us an update. And she and I are really going to discuss when you know it's time to let go. Music plays, music plays, da 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 April, how's it going? So it's been a while since you and I have connected. Can you give us, um, you know, what happened? Why ultimately did this relationship fall apart? Communication and a hostile baby mama. Mm. Okay, so a lot of people in the VIP stepmom community deal with high conflict biological mothers. I mean, it's yes. kind of sometimes it kind of comes along with the territory. Now it does. Now, what what was happening with this HCBM as we call her? Okay, so uh, the HCBM. You can call was, her baby mama if you want to. Yeah, because I, well, I like to say another word, but I, I think this. What would you, you like know, to wanna... say, April? This is my private podcast, so you can speak very freely. What would you like to say? That bald-headed, raggedy, ugly, dusted, busted bitch. <laughs> That's what I like to call her, but. But okay. I don't but I don't want to give her that much energy because even though she was a pain, a thorn in my side at times, she wasn't like she'll pop in and she'll pop out. I don't want to give her that much credit. Though the problem came for me is that when she would be high conflict or when she would do something to my ex to my now ex, the bound he just would not set boundaries. He's the like, okay, shrug the shoulders. I'm I'm gonna handle this situation and I'm gonna ignore type. And okay. that's mm. what made, when it came to, that's why I say comf- uh, communication with him was horrible. And of course, on top of that, the high, con- the baby mama had a little bit, she didn't have any boundaries. I can't control her. She wasn't as worse. You know, I did tell you last time that I was going to beat her ass. And that <laughs> still may very well happen. If I see her on the street, that still oh. could very well happen. However, I do believe, and of course you've said this many times, it is many times that it is the responsibility of the man to control the whole narrative in situations like this. He brought me into a a situation where 
we not only could not nurture and and thrive in a relationship, but he also just had issues that he was not ready to handle with her. And ultimately, I had to, after I've fought, after we've talked, I've tried to go to therapy, I've tried to pray, I've tried to be patient, I've tried to ignore, I've tried to do everything under the book. But when I see that, hey, Natoya, you are allotted some type of, you are allotted a whole lot of respect in situations like this. It doesn't have to be like this. Yeah, we cannot control a high conflict baby mama, but we can set boundaries and consequences. And when I say we, I mean he. The relationship, of course, as you know, didn't last long because I was just on here last time talking about, you know, talking about her and all the crazy antics. But I feel like I did not have room to grow and nurture a relationship with him because he had so many issues that he just did not want to resolve and did not resolve with that woman. And he just wasn't ready to set boundaries. He wasn't ready to potentially go through a court system because his whole thing was, hey, I want to be able to see my son. So if I have to put up with a little drama to do that, then I'll do that. And oh, whoa, 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 whoa. So mm-hmm. he was saying, in order for me to have a connection with my child, I will allow abuse from mm-hmm. this woman. I will allow her to control my relationships and my happiness. Just and, so I have a connection with my child. Exactly. And he didn't straight out say that, but his actions and everything, of course, you know, resulted in that. That's, that's the way it was. That's and you know, it kind of sucks because a lot of guys feel like the court system or their mo- the children's mothers kind of have them by the balls. You know, they feel like if I go to court, court is not really um, set up for fathers to succeed. And or maybe a lot of guys are just kind of lazy or they're kind of passive or they just don't know where to start. And they're so overwhelmed. And they're like, eh, they're just kind of they kind of get used to the pattern yeah. of dysfunction. So. Mm-hmm. Which, which, which one was it with him? Was he afraid of her and what she could do? Or was he just being lazy and handling his business the quote-unquote right way? Nigel, he was so... Oh, my goodness. From, from what I know about his childhood, from his eight-year relationship with her, he is just so... Man, I think he was just so messed off in trauma. Like, he thrives. Like, he, he does not know how to do nothing but function in in drama and trauma like so when i so when i a peaceful entity being comes into his life he loves it we had some great times i would never discredit him in that area but it went but when it comes to adversity all he know is trauma and drama and that's how he knows how to deal with it so you have this one of the only peaceful people that you've ever met in your life coming like hey showing you like hey there's a different way that you can do this He's like, oh, I get it, but right now I'm not ready to do that because I have this two-year-old. I have to be a father to him. I have to make some sacrifices. And I'm like, are you fucking stupid? So he stupid? felt like he had to sacrifice his own happiness and, as a result, yours too, so that he mm-hmm. could be dad? Yep. And I left that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, God. Quick. So and I, I kind of want to circle back real quick because it's interesting that you say you were the one of one of the most peaceful people in his life. But mm-hmm. the reason that we got so many calls and emails about your particular episode of the podcast is because of how many times you said you were going to beat that baby mama's ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how mm-hmm. were you adding to his peace? And uh, a- a- on site, you would beat her ass. Well, you know, I can, I'm glad you asked that. Um, so I, I don't want to give out the misconception that I was, 
you know, adding to the drama because, you know, sometimes having two women in your life can be crazy. So when I say that I'm going to beat somebody's ass, I have it in my mind and I'm not talking. So I did not add any drama to the situation I told him and I told her may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next month, but I'm a, I'm a beat your ass. And that's it. I'm not, I'm done talking. You get no more energy. When I see you, I don't care if you at your, you just left your grandmama's funeral. I don't care <gasps> if you just had to take your, you just got done picking your kid up from the hospital, from a great fever that he had. I'm going to beat your ass. <gasps> and, and I feel like that is warranted. And I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care. Okay, so what did, what did she do that was so warranted that you can't, in your mind right now, mm-hmm. today, say, all right, I'm not with that man. I'm going to let them have it. Let it go. What did she do that was so bad that warrants such a severe ass feeding? You know what, Naja? I'm going to be real with you. She don't even have that much energy. If I see her today, I, I will be... Let, let's get this straight. I'm not with that man no more. I've released myself of all that. Hell, he can get back with her for all I care. It may be best for the... Well, I don't know. But when I say that I'm going to beat her ass today after it's all said and done, after we broke up, it's just, it, it's just off of GP. It's just off because you think you... You, you you try and to for tear those down. Of you that don't know what GP is, I believe that means off of good principle, right? Correct. Sorry. Okay, okay. I, I yeah. have, it's been a long time since I've been in the streets, so I forget the street lingo. <laughs> oh no, no, you Ms. Naj is not in of the streets. Miss Naj is not in the streets anymore, but she is of the streets. Yeah. And it's like I can, you know, I'll beat your ass and I'll drive you to the hospital at this point. But it's <laughs> gonna happen. So it's gonna happen just because you think you did something. But while we were in the relationship, she made it very clear. She never gave me a reason to be insecure about whether they were still dipping and dabbling with each other and stuff like that. She simply said, yeah, we broke up, but it's fresh and he could be with any bitch, but he's not going to be with you. Bam. That's one thing. She would play on my phone, call me from different Google numbers all throughout so, any you time know of the day of the night. She- so April, one thing that I always advise women to do when they're in relationships with guys with kids is for as long as possible, Please protect your identity because, you know, the moment women find out about one another, you're going to go to her social media profiles. You're going to look at who her friends are. You're immediately going to go into comparison mode. It's just natural. Even with a healed woman, you're kind of just going to want to know. That's why being in blended families is kind of, you know, it's getting much more popular than being in a traditional family, but it's so much more complicated because you have to find a way to navigate a relationship that your current partner was in and they still have to communicate with this person. So it's not really like a natural thing. Cause you know, normally when you break up with a person, that should be it. So what, how did she find out about you? Well, and this is something that you kind of, you and I talked about previously and you kind of was kind of told, I kind of went against it. So we were dating for, we were dating for a while and you know, he had finally moved into another apartment and, you know, farther away or whatever. And she was doing the pop-up whatever stuff. So he had Mm -hmm. to, of course, put a nail in that. He told her that he was dating someone. She knew that he was dating someone. Then she told him, he told her about me. And of course, my name and all the stuff like that. So it was about two months that passed that she knew about me. She didn't say anything. Um, On Christmas time, he video chatted me and the son and she was in the uh, background and she didn't say anything. She saw my face. But then on Valentine's Day, 
she wanted to do something with the kids. And I think he, I think she knew that Valentine's Day is like a day for lovers. And she wanted to say, you know, I guess, I don't know when he first told her she about me. She wanted them to have a family Valentine's yes. Day? Yes, she wanted, to, to, she wanted him to go out with the family for Valentine's. And he was like, no, you know, I have a woman. You know, I have this. You have the child for the weekend. And she automatically assumed, okay, well, since... You've watched the kid all week, and I have the kid for the weekend. You got to do something with another woman. And that's when the fireworks pretty much started. It started a so little bit before that. Pangs of jealousy. So, you know what? That kind of tells me that. And I don't know why, because these men know these women far better than us. And so he was playing the game of telling her that he had, some, had someone else. He even right. called her in front of you. When, you know, I would tell any stepmom, make sure that that man protects your identity until you are good and ready. And if yeah. that woman pretends like, oh, you know what, just tell me, I want to see who's around my kid or the age old. Listen, if I don't know who she is, then she, you, then you, the kid can't be around her, you know, as if, you know, as if she does a background check on the mailman who knows where she lives or the daycare worker or the kindergarten teacher. You know, right. it's really like a, a mode of control. But a lot of men, you know, are not too smart. A lot of partners aren't too smart when it comes to their ex. Or he could have really been trying to get back at her for some reason. Now, that's why, I, that's why I said that I went against the grain because I told him to tell her about me. He did not want to. And I was like, oh, you trying to hide something or you trying to do this, that, and the other. And that's why I said I went against the grain of what we talked about you know, in the past. And Miss Naja is probably 100% right about these yes. issues. I tell you, because hey, I did tell you on the I said, don't let, yeah. don't, don't, you know, it's not yeah. best for her to know yeah. your name. It is. Especially if you live in the same city, you know? You know, because you're, what, you're 5'10, 135 pounds, curvaceous and beautiful. And I mean, locked in, locked and loaded and ready to beat any bitch down. And yeah, she knows my name, but I also know where she works at, where she resides at, where she, so, I mean, if you want to go there, you can go there. But, you know, I mean, hey, we live and we learn. What, we won't, what ultimately led you to say, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. I love you, but I love me more. What, oh. what was the final straw for you? Well, um, Nadja, I started my therapy journey a couple of months ago, and I know people are probably out there sil silently clapping because it's warranted, but I started my uh, spiritual healing therapy journey a couple of months ago, and it taught me to see so many things and so many different angles, and I was so excited about growing, doing the hard work that it comes with doing shadow work and just unpeeling back layers because I see that, you know, of course he had issues, but you I also some, had uh, patterns in yourself too, right? Yes. I saw some patterns mm. in myself. So I was like, I wanted to, I wanted to dive in it. So he knew I was going therapy, going to therapy. I mean, Naja, I was the most peaceful person. If he would tell me about a conflict that happened with the baby mom, I didn't care. He and I were good. We were able to talk when everything was good, we will be able to talk. And then, of course, when we had little issues in our relationship or if it was something that had, happened pertaining to the baby mama, then that would be an issue for me. So I was like, man, this man just does not know how to communicate, as most men don't. So I was very patient. I tried to learn his love language. I tried to communicate on a level that was comfortable for him. And one day he told me out the blue, I just, you know, started being real peaceful. I, was, I started being silent. 
when I wasn't getting my way, instead of trying to force this person to see how I feel and respect that and all this stuff like that, I started getting real silent and real peaceful and I began praying and I just began, I was like, you know what, just sit back because it always comes back to you. So I think he saw, he caught wind to my aura and he was like, yo, you just, you know, he acknowledged it. He was like, you know, I want to go to therapy with you. And I'm like, oh, okay, wow. yeah, you like, might be getting somewhere with exactly. it. Exactly. I was like, all of this may, you know, may not be in vain. Like maybe, you know, I can't change the person, but I can change myself. And maybe that can influence something in him. It was time to go to therapy, Miss Naja. And I, of course, I believe he and the baby mama did have a, a conflict prior to or whatever, but it was time for us to pay for therapy so we can get the link and schedule the time for the session. He started an argument with me. He was like, I don't want to do this shit. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not a talker. I'm a simple guy. I'm not going to talk to a stranger and tell them all of my business and think that that's going to help. And I'm like, wow. But he was willing to do it. Willing to do it. He asked me. He talked about it. He acknowledged everything that I've been changing and working on and how peaceful and more pleasant I've been around just by going to therapy. He was like, man, you know what? I want to try this. I, I Hell, I even want to talk to her by myself so that's why I was excited so Naja when he did that that's when I was like you know what you cannot like you're not like I'm beating a dead horse here like I don't see anything not only I was like the good there is some good but the the good does not outweigh the bad and at 31 years old I'm not trying to I'm not trying to force anything anymore I was like when I knew that this man I mean I know with that that's why I was like Forget the whole F the whole baby mama conflict thing like that. She was she it's wasn't like okay, dude. You don't want to work on your it's him. It was him. It was him. It was him. He she does all of that because he allowed her to. Our relationship isn't gonna grow because he wasn't allowing it, because he doesn't want to communicate. And I'm sorry, it's Naja, if he was, you know what I'm saying, a little bit more richer or, you know, if he had a little bit more stuff going on or something, I would probably put up with it because I know one day he will get his stuff together. But, man, forever is a mighty long time to be trying to to want to stay. Exactly. I'm like, hey, nah, uh uh-uh. And you got a kid and you got this and you got that. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. No. You're like, hey, honey, if you're going to come with all this drama, at least make my life better in other areas. You know? Exactly. Like Future said, he got eight baby mamas and baby dads. He said, look, do you want to cry in a Ferrari or do you want to cry in a Honda? Because either way, I I'm just going to make you cry. Right. I'm going to make you cry, but I'm like, damn, hey, bitch, you got to, uh uh-uh, uh, you ain't got you like, to make you know what? Ferrari tears sound sexier. Okay. <laughs> what, what advice do you have for a woman that's kind of, because I always say this, you know, you guys know, Ms. Naja says there's three main causes for a stepmom to experience pain. The first one is a high conflict bio mom. The second, second one is a really kind of awful imbalanced stepchild. And the third and the one that is just completely intolerable, in my opinion, is a man that fails to set boundaries. Amen. April, you were dealing with the latter, which, Mm -hmm. as I'll repeat again, in my opinion, that is probably one of the hardest to cope with because that means if this man can't set boundaries, that means the kids and the baby mama are going to run rampant in your house, in your finances, spiritually, and in your mind. That means you're never rid of these people because he is constantly bringing them in there. 
Yep. April, what advice would you give to a woman that is at a crossroads roads in her relationship and she's trying to des- decide, should I stay or should I go? Okay, so ladies, get your pens and paper ready. I'm going to tell yeah! you the Bible proof 100% shit <laughs> that you need to do if you are dealing with, you know, um, a man or a high conflict situation or whatever. So, okay, first thing that you need to do, I'm going to just work, just work for me, but you can write this down. Like Naja said, has told me a lot of times, go into the situation, of course, see how he interacts with his child, but see how this man can interact with you, how he can be in your life, how you two date in court, you're getting to know him. You necessarily don't come in trying to deal with all the pressures that he has with a baby mama, whether it's peaceful or whether it's volatile. Don't do all that. You go in and you make sure that this man is doing all that he can to be a part of your life and that he is fitting into your world as well because you're going to have to sacrifice so much. So make sure that this man is so accommodating. Make sure that he dates you. Make sure that he reassures you and affirms you that, hey, I want you in my life. And then secondly, of course, Mm, you know, you start. Mm. Yes, yes. Secondly, start peeping out his situation. Do not. Like Naja said, do not impede in any way, I would say for a very long time. Do not impede yourself in any way with the baby mama. Matter of fact, don't even, you know, of course, listen to him if he tells you some grievances, but start setting boundaries. Be, be a very observant. You shut the fuck up. You go in there, you shut the fuck up. You sit down, <laughs> you shut the fuck up. You don't say anything. You don't, yeah. you don't say anything to her ever ever until that man puts a ring on your finger do not say anything to her if she's peaceful it's a high and by you do not say anything to her you come in you shut the fuck up you date that man you, you know see make sure his kid yeah that's a great idea because if you start interjecting and offering your opinion then you're taking away your own ability to see how is he going to handle this without you mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. men do start to depend on our advice Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just not fair. Like, we really don't know the whole ins and outs of the situation. So we're giving one-sided advice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that makes them a little bit lazy. But also, it takes away your ability to just be like, wait a minute. If push comes to shove, can he defend me and protect our relationship while right. still co-parenting or counter-parenting with someone? All mm-hmm. right, April, I'm sorry. Go. What's your, what's your next piece of advice? Gotcha. So that second piece of advice was just third. third. Piece of number three. So now we're going to. So now we're going to. Now we're going to number three. Of course, the baby mom and the child will be a big part of your life if you're planning on being with this guy. Make sure that boundaries are set. Make sure that he has set the boundaries. You don't have to do anything. All he has to do is validate you, and he has to do what's best for the child or the children. But if that man does not have any boundaries, you cannot stop. A high conflict baby mama. If she's gonna act crazy, she's gonna act crazy. But she needs to know you're going to jail, you're gonna get your ass whooped, you're gonna do it's gonna come with consequences. <laughs> but if he does not have boundaries and consequences on his baby mama, run. If he does not have boundaries and conflict, I mean consequences for his kids, run. That that run. Run run. Yeah. Do you think that there's any help? For guys like that, or do you think it's just like a total fail? Or do can they yeah. can they start to develop boundaries? Yes, yes. Well, if they got if they, they if they if they got balls, if they have balls, mine mine's I guess his pair didn't drop yet. 
that if they got balls and they can go to therapy and they can talk to a therapist or some a life coach or you know a, or a family coach just like you, yes, just like you, then yes. My dude was so good. I thought I, I looked at him as an alpha male until it came to that situation. And I was like, oh, bam, okay, I understand. You're trying to do whatever you can to see your child, and you just don't want to go through the court system. You don't want to go without seeing your kids. So you're going, you're going to accept this. I don't have to accept this. But yes, him going to therapy, knowing his, I mean, yeah, even him going to a mediator, a family mediator, or through the court system, knowing his options and setting it, yeah, we could have been, we could have been, we, we could have been, we could have gone the great. extra month. Yeah. Okay, so, so what's, one of the good ones. what's your next piece of advice for a woman that's trying to determine should she stay or should she go? I would like for that woman to strongly, literally make out a list of everything that you want in a man. Make out what you want. Make out your non-negotiables. Make out maybe even a list that you may be able to handle. And stick, if that man does not do that for you, you fucking run. That's just it. That's it. That's yeah. it. You know your partner, nobody is perfect. So you know if it's that little tweak that you know your guy can change, he needs to be showing you action. It's no potential. We are not doing potentials at all. But if he can show you an action plan of the things that he needs to change that will, you know, strongly improve you guys' life and, re- and progress your relationship, then that's fine. But there is no more talking. If this man does not validate what you need and you don't got no crazy stuff on your list, then he has to go. So right now, how you feeling? Right now, hey, if the good outweighs the bad, then you stick in it, you fight it out. Just know that you got a partner fighting with you. But if the bad outweighs the good and you just going off and you find yourself just thriving off of potential and he's not showing you any action, then run. No mm-hmm. negotiables. That's okay, my that good. I, I, those are four really, really good things. I have a question though. So if you, and this is kind of a tough situation. What do you do if there's a guy that you're with and you see he is trying to, like you, you've made your list. He mm-hmm. fits those things on your list very nicely. And he is trying. Like he's literally trying so hard. He's going to court. He is blocking this woman. Um, but she still invades his privacy. She still disrespects you and your home. Um, he cannot get anywhere in court. He's constantly paying attorneys and it's not working. Do you say, you know what, dude, I see you trying, but tough luck. Luck is not on your side. I got to go. Or no. kind of stick it out. How do you know that you should stick it out with a man that is trying? Well, yeah, if he, if he's trying and he's taking action, then yeah, you know, um, of course, and you know, things don't change overnight. So you need to know that coming into these situations. But if you got a man that's trying and actually putting forth some effort, then do it. And I don't want to incriminate myself. But you know, if you got a man that's trying with you, and she's still, you know, doing this stuff, he's setting bandages on you, you may, you may have to touch her, you may have to beat her ass. <laughs> You may just have to, and you don't, and you don't put your, ladies, you don't directly put your hands on them, but you pay Pookie and you pay Ray Ray and you have them pay her a fucking visit and just know, hey, if you keep disturbing my home and my relationship, you can keep on doing that, but you're going to consistently lose teeth, sis. (laughs) And that's just what it, that's just what it is. But stick with that man if he's giving, if he's validating you, if he's doing what's best for his situation and putting forth some action and some effort, you know, yeah. stick with him. Stick with him. Stick with him. It's not an easy road. It's not gonna, you know, 
things aren't going to change overnight, but you I do you do need to beat her ass. <laughs> okay. So it sounds like, you know, the end all be all. Because I do know, I have some clients um, mm-hmm. that have gotten into altercations. You know what I mean? I have some clients that have definitely had to fight a high conflict person and they may have landed themselves in jail or they have a criminal mm-hmm. record that mm-hmm. you know they're yeah. sponged off their record right now they may yeah. have lost jobs you know like that's why i said that's why i said don't you don't directly put your hands on it if you could pay ray nisha or ray Kwan or a little Susie q that's real crazy like pay her and you know don't don't be because you're being quiet at all times, lady. So okay. she don't have any proof that, you know, when she comes out of work, she don't get hit with a bat. She don't know that. So because your she, fifth piece of advice would be to mm-hmm. beat, her, beat her up? Get, 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 uh, 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 let's not incriminate ourselves, lady. We will okay. get her beat up. We are not doing any beating because okay. we are high on the throne. We are dating these men and we are going after what we want. We are just taking some trash out. Okay, okay, okay. Well, you know, hey, listen, I I think you gave five really good pieces of advice. And the good thing Mm -hmm. about the VIP stepmom community is, ladies, you can kind of pick and choose what advice works for you. I I hope this, I hope that you got some sort of value out of this. April, where do you go from here? You know, are you heartbroken? How is your heart right now, considering... You had hopes and dreams. You were mm-hmm. planning a very long-term future with this person. You know, marriage was on the table. Mm-hmm. And now that's all stopped. Well, I, of course, April. Well, April is tightening, tightening this vagina back up. And she's <laughs> hopping back on the saddle. And she is, you know, she's taking some space for herself. and going to the beach with her friends next month. Just taking some time for myself. But in, in... In retrospect, I'm getting my mind, body, and my soul prepared for to have a lovely encounter with what I presume will be the next man that will be my husband. But I'm taking it day by day. I'm enjoying life. I made peace with that situation even before we broke up. I Mentally, I left the relationship, and I cried, and I grieved it. So I'm not heartbroken. I just have this healthy bubble of acceptance and peace about it. He's a good guy. He'll be a good guy for somebody else. And Natoya is moving on with her life. So, April, um, last question. In the future, would you consider dating somebody's baby daddy? (laughs) You know, Naja, I'm 31. So I wouldn't take it off the table, but I'm going to say I dating in the get to know, it, it probably won't. Yeah, I would. I would. But I will say that I will do, uh, I will properly vet the person first to make sure that that situation is kind of okay before I jump in and give it my all like I did with this one. But I mean, there are some great guys who have this situation and it works fine for some couples. It works fine. So I will never take it out the, you know, me me dating in my 30s. To find a guy that hasn't been married or hasn't had kids is kind of rare, but of course it could happen. That's what I'm praying for. Y'all yeah. out there in podcast land, pray for that for me. Yeah, I don't want to have to whoop no hoes. But <laughs> yeah, I would never say. I would never say never. I would never say never. But yeah, I would date a. I would date a man with a. You're open to it. I'm open to it. I would not prefer it. God, please don't manifest <laughs> this. Yeah. But I, 
but I wouldn't, but I wouldn't be strictly opposed to it. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, April, I thank you so much for coming back to talk to us. And even under these circumstances, you know, you're, you're just always such a joy to talk to and you are welcome on this podcast anytime, absolutely any freaking time. And I'm so sorry for what happened. Oh, girl, don't be. Oh, God, don't be. And thank you for always giving me the platform and the great knowledge and, you know, kind of not be a voice for ladies, but, you know, just for, for me to say my voice and be so candid. Yes, so, I appreciate, I appreciate that. that. And one thing that, I, that my audience loved about you is your full transparency and how you made it clear that when if push comes to shove, that you will shove. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And if anybody needs Rayshawn's number, I gladly give it to Naja to distribute to you guys. She's off the grid. Uh, nothing would ever return to you in your name. I, she does 100% guarantees on you not going to jail or anything like that. So. Oh. <laughs> so you got to have your one friend that has nothing to lose, right? You got, you got to. In the pocket. <laughs> okay. You got to. You got to. Oh, my God. Well, thank you so much, April. <laughs> thank you, Miss Naja. V-I-V-I-V-I-P, stepmoms, that's you and me.